0: Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Psalm Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Oh, glory. Jesus is the restorer. He's your shepherd. He's our restorer. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Say it, God is with me. Say it tonight. God is with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. How good is God? Come on, how good is God? He prepares a table before you at the presence of your enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. That's all I've got for tonight. <laughs> going to give that benediction. We're out of here. Now I'm reading out <laughs> You you better stop. Or you're going to get me wasted tonight. Psalm 23 out of the Passion Translation. Woo, Danny Ann! I see that in purple. You got the Passion Translation? Just grab it and grab it on your phone. Zip it, zip on that app right now. Okay, you ready? The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I have more than enough. Say it. I have more than enough. Say it again, I have more than enough. When you say that, you're saying God's name. When you say, I have more than enough, you are saying God's name. His name is El Shaddai. Say it with me, El Shaddai. It means Almighty God, God of more than enough. So when you say, I have more than enough, you're saying, I have God and God is all I need. Genesis 17, you find this. It was the revelation that happened to Abram where God says, I'm going to bless you enormously. I'm going to multiply you beyond your wildest imagination. He revealed himself to him and said, I am am El Shaddai. I am Almighty God, and I am God of more than enough. Are you hearing this? El Shaddai, El Shaddai. If you study out El Shaddai, I'm going to keep reading in a second, but if you study it out, One of the derivatives of Shaddai means the breasted one. Now hear this in the spirit. In the Hebrew, it means God the breasted one. What does that mean? It means that it refers to God being the one who has the power to completely nourish you. It means God is the one who can completely satisfy you, supply for his people, And all of their needs just like a mother would with her breast. Are you hearing me in the spirit? Come on, are you hearing me? So connected to Shaddai is El, which means God, God Almighty. He's the one who nourishes. He's the one who releases blessing. He's the one who sustains When our little children were babies and Bryn would take Josiah and Victoria, she was nourishing them. She was sustaining them. She was strengthening them. Shaddai, it means the breasted one. God is the one who we draw all of our sustenance, all of the nourishment that we need in his life. Are you still with me? The Lord's my best friend. I'm going to make it through this scripture. (laughs) He's my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me. Pathways to God's pleasure. He leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your paths take me through, say through, through the valley of the deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me for you already have. Fear will never conquer me, for you already have. Oh, my. Did you get that? I love this. It's so rich. You remain close to me. You lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely, for you are near. You become a delicious feast even when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. How many of you want that fresh anointing tonight? Fresh anointing from the Holy Spirit. The fragrance of the Lord. The fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. (laughs) You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? Saints of God, sheep of God. In the field of the good shepherd in 2020, why should I even fear the future? Why should we fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be with you forever. Isn't God good? He says He prepares the table before us in the presence of our enemies. Psalm 23, 5, in the presence of enemies. I want you to write it down tonight if you're taking notes. And if you're not taking notes, go ahead and write it down. I want to speak to you tonight about in the eyes of enemies. I had a very unusual dream last week, I tried to explain that dream, and I prayed over that dream for the Lord to give me authorization to release it, and He did. Since then, the Lord has taken this dream now to thousands of intercessors, literally from coast to coast, literally from coast to coast. Thousands of intercessors have taken hold of the dream. And now are praying for the safety of our nation and calling watchmen to arise right now. In the dream, I was standing on the beach of the East Coast. I was not in Florida. I was somewhere near Washington, D.C., somewhere up in Virginia. It felt that way. But I was not standing in Florida and at my back, I could hear the chaos and the noise of our nation. I could hear just chaos. I could hear the wildness of lawlessness in the streets. But I felt the feeling of burning on my back. While I was standing on the beach looking out over the Atlantic Ocean, I was feeling the burning of, of, of cities on fire in our nation on my back. I stayed looking over the ocean, and I said to you last week, for those of you that were here, many of you were not, and that's why I'm going over this one more time. I kept my eyes poised out over the Atlantic Ocean, and it's hard to describe, but suddenly within the air, within the surface, beneath the surface, below in submarines, I could see the eyes of our enemies. I'm talking about our real enemies the real enemies of America. I could see their eyes. I could see them in the heavens. I could see them on the surface. I could see them beneath the surface. I saw them in three realms, three dimensions. And I could see them all at once. In the dream, my eyes were completely um, focused, undisturbed by the storm coming in off of the coast. Now, the wind was whipping, you know how the sand is, you know how the salt water is. That was all going. But my eyes were unaffected, undisturbed. They were completely focused. In the dream, I was not blinking. That was very interesting to me. I was not blinking. However, none of the eyes of our enemies were blinking either. They were looking right at me. I was undisturbed, I was calm. They could see me st- see me standing on my guard, they could see me standing on my watch. And I woke up out of the dream. <clears throat> I want to speak to you tonight about in the presence of enemies. I've had a lot of different conversations throughout this week with some apostolic leaders, prophetic leaders around our country. I've had a lot of conversations with intercessors, some warriors, mighty warriors around our country concerning where we're at. Each day after the dream, I've been incredibly sober. That may surprise you because you look at me just drinking in tonight. I'm getting refueled tonight. This is where you're to get filled up. This is where you're to be drinking and get refueled and get refired, get refreshed. Amen? Don't miss this opportunity tonight just to receive refreshing. And if the Lord hasn't hit you tonight, just declare it over you. While I'm speaking, just say, Lord, refresh me. My heart is open to be refreshed. I receive all you have for me. Amen? Amen? But I've been very sober, and the Lord took me to this psalm, Psalm 23. And He was reminding me, I am building for you a table. I am preparing a spread for you. I'm preparing a spread for you. I'm preparing a table in the midst of your enemies. Should I keep going and really preach this tonight? I need to know. I need to know. Psalm 23, we learn a number of things as the psalmist wrote these powerful words. And here we are in 2020, we're still harvesting strength out of it. We learn how the Lord is our good shepherd. He is still our good shepherd. The Lord Jesus Christ is the shepherd of this church. I'm not the shepherd of this church. I am the under-shepherd of this church. Do you understand the difference? The shepherd of victory, a church of His presence, is Jesus Christ Himself. I am the under-shepherd. I am the steward, the steward of His shepherding and leading as I lead others. The Apostle Paul, he said, only follow me as I follow Christ. Are you with me? Psalm 23, we learn that the Lord is our protector. We learn He is our daily provider. We learn the Lord is our peace. We learn the Lord is our rest. We learn the Lord is our guide through every circumstance that we go through. We know experientially that God's faithfulness endures. It's what you harvest out of Psalm 23. God is always, 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 always faithful to you. Don't you ever forget it, brother. Come on, give God praise. Don't you ever forget that God is always, always, always faithful to you. Never lose sight, even when you're going through the valley of the shadow of death, even when you're going through the storm, the difficulty, the impasse. Remember, God is faithful to you. He said, my rod and my staff, they're going to comfort you. The shepherd will use his rod and his staff. In the last part of this psalm, after starting in verse 5, we discover this, that the Lord is beginning to prepare a table for us. There, There is an importance of preparing the table. Our son, you know, throughout, as soon as, COVID exploded. Our son was in the the nation of New Zealand. Borders were closing. There was stress in the house. Wow, are we even going to be able to get Josiah back to America? It was stressful. Everything was changing suddenly. Flights were being shut down everywhere. But the Lord, the Lord, the Lord I mean, he just made the relationships happen. He put right in Josiah's path, right in our path, the right people for travel. Everything came together. And when he was flying out, the borders of New Zealand closed down. But what happened was is that Brent and I were at the house, and we had decided to prepare the table. And we had decided that when Josiah gets home, we are having a Thanksgiving meal for our son's return. Now, Victoria is here too tonight, and it's what we do. At our house, we, we love the holidays. We love to celebrate the holidays. We love to go big. Go big or go home. Somebody say amen. We go big. We, we set the table. We decorate the table. We, we bring out our finest Everything the finest. We decorate. Bren's got all these special decorations, you know, holiday decorations, and we break them out. We set everything up. We make the spread. We made a massive, massive turkey. Glory to God. Let me preach about Bren's gravy for a minute. Rosha, ha, 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 gravy. Somebody say gravy in the house. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. We go the distance. We go rolls. We go corn. We go green beans with mushrooms in them and garlic. Let's see if this section can say amen. I don't know what happened over there. I'm talking green beans with garlic. Hey, I'm talking mushrooms. Yeah. We do it all. Peanut butter pie. Woo. Coffee, stuffing, all of it. The spread was laid. Josiah was excited. To return home, there was joy in the house. What do we do? We set the table, we set the spread, we prepared a table before Him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There is a table that is prepared by the Lord Himself. There is a table prepared by the Lord Himself. And you will find at this table, the Lord has set in place everything for you to reveal His love, His fellowship, His communion, His bonding over your life. To celebrate with joy and gladness over your life. This is where God's people can feast. Feast on the endless love of the Father. And all the while, your enemies (laughs) can only feel annoyed at you because God has brought you in to an exceeding great victory. Psalm 118, verse 5 and 6, Psalm 118. David reiterates this point. The psalmist reminds us of the valley and God's table again. He says... I called on the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me, and he set me in a broad place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Whoa. Isn't that awesome? Powerful. Sounds secure. It's not lofty. It's not arrogant, is it? It's true humility. David's not being boastful. David's not throwing out his chest, flexing his muscles. No, he's saying, I know my God. I know my place in God. I came to the Lord in my distress. He answered me. He set me. He set me in a broad place. The Lord was on my side. I'll not fear. What can men do to me? But then he goes on. I love this. In the second Half of verse 5 in Psalm 23, he says, You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Whoa. Anytime, anytime you read, anytime you read in the scriptures about the anointing coming on something or the anointing coming on someone, it is the beautiful illustration of the blessing of God. When the anointing of God comes, the blessing of God comes. When the anointing of God comes, the blessing of God comes. Psalm 30 in verse 5, it says this about God. It says that God's anger is just for a moment. You can trust me on this one. Some of you are turning. It's in the book. Just trust me. Psalm 30 in verse 5. Are you with me? Come on. Are you with me tonight? He says, he says, My favor, no, excuse me, he says, my anger is just for a moment, but my favor is for a lifetime. What do you think about that? You get some of that? My anger is just for a moment, but my favor or my anointing, my blessing on your life, my favor on your life is for a lifetime. You would think by the preachers around the world, it's just the opposite in this hour. That God is mad at you for a lifetime, but His favor is just for a moment. Isn't that true? You would think that God's just, (laughs) He's mad forever. His favors, ah, oh, it's just for a moment. You better enjoy it while you can because hey, more time, more bad times are coming. <laughs> you ever been around friends like that? Enjoy it while you can. <laughs> great, great friends. Okay. Great friends. God's anointing and God's favor on your life, the blessing of God is for your entire life. You've got to hear this tonight. I have the right word for this house tonight and for whatever friends are joining us wherever you're at tonight. Can you hear me? Can I get an amen out there in web land? Okay. Webstream land. The blessing of God is for your entire life so that God will make your cup overflow. God will make you overflow. Remember how he started it? He said, I have more than enough. If you have more than enough, guess what you're doing? You're overflowing. God will take you out of a place of barrenness. God will pluck you up out of a place of barrenness. He will bring you to the table of the Lord that He's prepared for you. And He says, I'm going to cause you to be a cup that is overflowing. I'm going to cause such a blessing to come up out of you. It will overtake everybody that gets around you. I want to take that to a whole other level of a corporate anointing that when people come into this place that there's such an anointing, there's such an overflow of the Lord that when people step into this atmosphere of revival and awakening, Hallelujah. our cup's going to be overflowing and they're going to get saturated, they're going to get dipped, they're going to get double dipped, they're going to get cha. <laughs> Yes, It's like dairy queen. I'm, I'm a dairy queen right now. See? just I'll tell them, dip that cone. Glory to God, Butterscotch. Dip it again. Dip that sucker again. That's what people need. When they get into the presence of the Lord and they're beat up by life, they're beat up by the circumstances! They're beat up by everything they're seeing, the waterboarding of the negative, critical, pitiful media, the false prophets of our hour. People need to be doubled and triple dipped. Telling you what, this message is for Brian too. I want to keep getting dipped in the anointing. I want to keep sitting down at the table of the Lord so that my cup overflows. Do you know if I didn't do this as, as your leader, as your friend, as your pastor, it would show. You, some of you, Brian, where's it come from? Where's your endless energy come from? It's not adrenaline, baby. It's not hype, it's not adrenaline, it's the anointing. It's the anointing. It's the Holy Spirit. It's spending quality time with God. It's sitting down at the table of the Lord. Whew. That's a, that, Yes. <laughs> reason that the Lord is preparing the table for you right now is because he wants to celebrate your victories. He wants to celebrate your victories. He knows how to celebrate his son. He knows how to celebrate his daughter. He wants to celebrate you. Might want to write that down. God wants to celebrate me. the Lord just wants to pat you on the back say, sit, sit down right here. Well done. Well done, daughter. Well done. I want you to sit right down here with me and tell you, look you right in the eyes. Feel me heart to heart and say, well done. Well done, good and faithful servant. He wants to anoint my head with oil. He wants to anoint my head with oil. I'm going to give you a psalm. I love this. This is Song of Songs. Chapter 1 and Verse 3 out of the Passion Translation tonight. Sog, song of Songs. Chapter 1 and Verse 3. Your presence releases a fragrance so pleasing over and over poured out. Next slide. For your lovely name is flowing oil. No wonder the brides-to-be adore you. Your lovely name is flowing oil. Your lovely name, Jesus, is flowing oil. I want you to incorporate that in your worship. Next time we get in here corporately together and you're just bannering the Lord, you're lifting your hands, just say, Lord, your name is flowing oil. Now let your oil pour over me. Let your oil refresh me. Let your oil anoint me. Let your oil fill up my lampstand so that I can be burning in this dark season, in this midnight Hour before your coming, before the friends of the bridegroom start crying out. Behold, behold, the bridegroom cometh. Lord, fill me with fresh oil. You ought to start praying it right now. Fill me with fresh oil, Lord. Fill us with fresh oil. Your name is flowing oil, rivers of oil, rivers of oil. I speak rivers of oil over Sarasota. I declare rivers of oil to Sarasota, Florida, and this region, anointing. Anoint our city, Lord. Anoint our city, city of refuge, city of refuge, city of David. Anoint our city, Lord. goes on, he says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, this is probably the most, the most famous chapter in all the Bible. Because it encourages people in trouble. It strengthens people out of times of trouble, whatever it may be. The Lord prepares the table before us in the presence of our enemies. I started thinking about Esther today. I started thinking about Esther having to sit at the table and look across. Now, if I look at you, don't take it personal. But she had to look across the table at her enemy. Haman was in close proximity. How many of you know the story? You know what I'm talking about? Haman was in close proximity. How many of you know Donald Trump in that White House? He's not only surrounded by friends. He's being surrounded by enemies. All of you are learning a lesson along with me about the siftings. Siftings. The eyes of enemies are all around. I started thinking about Esther. I started thinking about her sitting at the table with the king and waiting and waiting for the right moment to speak. Are you tracking the story with me? She's waiting for the opportune moment. Mordecai has strengthened her. You need to know, girl. You need to know God has raised you up for the kingdom for such a time as this. And if you don't do it, remember this part? If you don't do it, God will raise up another. That means God can pass people by. That means God can pass churches by too. I don't want him to pass us by. (laughs) He's not going to pass us by. He's not passing me by. Keep singing, Lizzie. It's helping me. She had to wait. But she had to look into the eyes of Haman while he was preparing the gallows. Glory to God, the Lord was preparing a table for her in the presence of her enemies. I started thinking about the prophet Daniel today in the lion's den. Daniel, thrown into The lion's den. Those lions thought, man, supper has arrived. God has answered our prayers and we get to eat a prophet. (laughs) It's what most churches do. (laughs) But you know what God did? God prepared a table before Daniel in the presence of enemies. And he just said, sit down right here. Sit with me. Eat with me. Dine with me. I'm your protection. I'm your good shepherd. You can trust every word that I tell you. I will never lie to you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I'm right here with you, son. Just sit here with me at my table. Then I started thinking about Paul and Silas in the book of Acts when they were arrested and beaten, and there they are in jail, in jail, in chains. You're tracking the, you're tracking the Bible with me? In chains. And you know what happened? They started eating out of the secret of what we're doing tonight. In chains, it says, and about midnight. And about midnight, they started worshiping. They started lifting their voices, they started praising. They started lifting their voice. They just started worshiping. They just started praising. They just started magnifying the Lord. They just started lifting their voice. And you know what happened? They were surrounded by the presence of their enemies, yet they were at the table feasting with the Lord. They were in a storm. Would you say they were in a storm? (laughs) Did you you know none of us are exempt of storms? I mean, all you have to do is live long enough, and you recognize you're going to go through a storm. It's actually lofty and arrogant to think you're not going to go through storms. You're going to go through storms, and there's more coming. But there's a table waiting for you. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Ah, but then I began to think about Jesus. And this is Psalm 110. I begin to think about this promise of Jesus. Did you know that David was a prophet? King David was a prophet. David was a king. But he was also a prophet. In Psalm 110, there's this really unique exchange that happens. In fact, in fact, get this one. When the the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they were so angry with Jesus, they were like, you need to tell us who you are. You're riling us up. We're tired of all your stuff in your mouth, running your mouth. We know who you are. You're from Nazareth. Your dad's a carpenter. We know who your mom is. Who do you think you are? We're tired of all this. Who are you? Who do you think you are? Who are you? And he says, well, riddle me this. He says, I'll tell you if you can tell me what this means when David said this, Psalm 110, verses 1 and 2. Are you all there? The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion. Rule in the midst of your enemies. What did David see there? What was David seeing? What was David seeing? I'll tell you. David was seeing in the Spirit a conversation between the Father and the Son. He was moving in the realm of the prophetic, and God pulled back the curtain and his eyes, and he wrote it down. The Lord said to my Lord, What does that What what in the world? Jesus just popped wisdom. So what's that mean? They were clueless. You guys are the teachers of the law. You're leading the nation of Israel, and you don't know what it means. The Lord said to my Lord, the Father said to the Son, sit here at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. I shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion. Here's the command. Rule in the midst of your enemies. I want you to think about this. Jesus was always ruling in the presence of his enemies. His enemies were always trying to snare him. His enemies were always trying to capture him. His enemies were always trying to trap him in his words. They were always trying to trap him in his words. And yet the command from the father to the son was, you will rule in the midst of your enemies. You won't be delivered from them. You'll rule right over them. No, 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 you're, you're, you're not exempt from having enemies, but you have to be trained how to rule in the midst of them, and that's why the Lord beckons you to the table to sit down in the presence of them. Why am I preaching this? This is exactly what I did after this dream. The Lord just said, sit down with me at my table. Yes, the enemies are all around America, and they are lurking for an opportune moment. You better mark it down, brother. You better mark it down. Our real enemies are lurking outside of the borders for their opportune moment. While this nation is behaving so foolish, total mutiny, people losing their brains, Because they think they have to have their freedoms. Let's just banish the police. Let's do away with prisons. Are you kidding me? People are losing their flipping brains, folks, all in the name of having their freedoms and liberties. Are you kidding me? It's a mutiny. It is an hour of lawlessness. Remember what Jesus said. He said in the last days, he said lawlessness is going to abound. It's going to keep growing up beyond what you've ever fathomed. And he said because that lawlessness will abound, the hearts of many will grow cold. Got to learn how to rule in the midst of your enemies. I'm amazed as I'm watching the actual anointing of the Holy Spirit on a very imperfect leader, watching him rule in the midst of his enemies. Have you ever been through a storm? Have you had storms in life? Have you had pain? Have you had sickness? Have you had confusion? Have you had abandonment? Have you had rejection? Have you had divorce? Have you had bankruptcy? Have you had disorientation? Have you had times of trouble? Have you ever had internal struggles in your life? Have you ever dealt with anxiety? Have you ever dealt with rumors? Have you ever dealt with addictions? Uh, Have you ever dealt with people undermining you? Everybody in this room has experienced what I'm talking about. And that's when the Lord says, come here. Come and sit down with me until I make your enemies your footstool Sit with me at the table and dine with me. Let me pour you a water of refreshing. Let me pour some oil over your head. Let me anoint you. We learn the Lord is our protector. He's our provider. He's the one that keeps us safe. Remember that. He's the one that keeps you safe. Moses wrote the most powerful words. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and I'm getting my dance on and my fortress and my God in whom I will trust. Moses wrote those words. The Lord is our protector. Do you know the Lord is the protector and the keeper of America? I sat at the table this week with the Lord. He reminded me, I'm the keeper. I'm the protector of America. I'm the keeper. I'm the protector of the covenant that George Washington decreed and shared with me that I cut with him. And this nation is not going to lose its prophetic destiny. My notes are having babies up here. <laughs> They're spawning, growing, maturing, growing. <laughs> In the culture that David writes about, the culture of setting and preparing a meal. It is the spreading of the ultimate act of hospitality. And the reason that a meal is made, it's to show honor. It's exactly what I was saying about our son's return home from New Zealand. It's a meal of celebration. It's a meal of value. It's a meal of love. It's a meal of respect. (laughs) Go ahead and just just receive it, Victoria. (laughs) God wants to make a spread for you. God wants to spread out his abundance over you. Are you receiving this for yourself tonight? Not Susie over here. Not Leah over here. Right? Not Jason. No, no. You. 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 God's inviting you to the table. He's inviting you to the table. I'm not talking about Taco Bell, Chick-fil-A. I'm talking about a spread. I want to ask you this question tonight. I'm about to close. Can we sit down in 2020 in our busy lives? Can we sit down in 2020 in our busy lives and let the Lord pour us a fresh drink of His living water? Can we let the Lord break open fresh bread? And feed us with his very presence. It's the bread of his presence. He says, I am the bread. Say it with me. I am the bread that came down from heaven. Say it again. I am the bread that came down from heaven. Can we break our lives? Can we sit down at the table with the Lord? Let him break Fresh bread of his presence and feed us. Give us the drink of his living water. For if you drink of this water, you'll never thirst again. Could it actually be real? Or do we just think it's a story, a cute little story out of John 4 for a lady? No, 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 no. This water, it's alive. This water is alive. The Lord wants to bring us to the table to unplug from all the crappy news of trouble. Crappy in the Greek means you got it. All the crappy news of lawlessness, all the crappy news of anarchy. I'm telling you, we've got to step back and sit down at the table of the Lord and look into the face of Jesus again. We've got to look into the face of Jesus again. If we don't, we could lose our spiritual equilibrium. I don't want to sink in this hour, brother. I don't want to sink. I don't want to take my eyes off of Jesus and find myself sinking in a sea of chaos. I want to sit down, I want to let the Lord teach me how to eat. I want the Lord to teach us how to drink. Refresh us, Lord. I'm going to give you a scripture out of Matthew 11 found in the message translation. I've been preaching a while. It's okay. I'm rounding third base. I'm about to slide home across the plate. And the church said, amen. And the church said, Matthew 11 out of the message, 28. Are you tired? This is Jesus' words. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. One more time. Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Are you just burned out on life? Are you burned out on the news? Are you burned out? Get away with me. You'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. There's no better table than the feast at than the Lord. There's no better table. Men, are you hearing me tonight? Is my men out there tonight? There's no better table to feast at than the table of the Lord. He is the table of real life. He is the table of real life. The thief, he comes only to steal kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have life more abundantly. That word abundantly points to the God of abundance. It points to El Shaddai. More than enough, I have come. Come on, church. I have come to give you life that is more than enough. You're not going to skimp by. You're not going to make it by the skin of your teeth. You're going to have more than enough. 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 I'm just waiting for somebody to believe this. You're going to have more than enough. You're going to have more than enough. <laughs> What if the Lord wants you to sit down and tell you these things? I have everything that you need. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. What if he tells you, I've walked through it all with you? I've walked through it all with you. I have been right beside you the whole way. Wouldn't you feel better about your life if you just knew he was walking with you the whole way? We need to hear Jesus look us right in the face and say, I'm your protector. I'm your rescuer. I'm your deliverer. I'm your protector. I am your trustworthy shepherd. I am your good shepherd, Tom. I am your good shepherd. I am your protector. I am your Jehovah Jireh. We need Jesus to tell us, I will only tell you the truth. We need to hear Jesus say, my counsel is the best. We need to hear Jesus say, my counsel is flawless. These are my notes that I wrote down today. I need to hear Jesus say, my wisdom stands eternal. My word is everlasting. My anchor holds you safe. about this John 10 verse 28 and I'm sliding across home head first John 10:28 I give them eternal life and they shall never perish neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hands I don't care what happens, brother. I don't care what happens. I don't care if the nations rage. Nothing is going to snatch you and I out of the hands of Jesus. Nothing. I shall not be afraid. I shall not be afraid. Though I walk through The storm, though I walk through the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thy rod and thy staff, they will comfort me. John 10, verse 11, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Read it with me one more time. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Let me translate that for you. Can I just translate this for you? Jesus laid down his life to die so that he could prepare a table of friendship. Let me translate this another way. It cost Jesus everything to make your reservation at the table. It cost Jesus everything to make your reservation at the table. And he says, come and eat. Come and eat. Come and drink me. Come and eat me. Come and be refreshed by me. I will anoint your head with oil. I am your El Shaddai. I'm more than enough. Look at the world going crazy. Look at me. Look at my face. I'm more than enough. Look at my eyes burning with fire, fiery love for you. I am more than enough. You are, my friends, my friends, my friends, you are a grand prize to Jesus. <laughs> Kelly, get your team up here. We're going to let it rip. Come on, just, just get them up here. You are a grand prize to Jesus. You are a treasure To Jesus. You have an invitation to a table with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Who am I, little Brian from Pekin, Illinois, grown in Cornfield, USA, that God would even be interested in me, know my address, call me, invite me to be his best friend, and say I'll be your best friend, and he said it over you, come to my table, come to my table, God's going to take us through this hour, Jeff. Jeff. He's going to take us through the sour bro. Isn't this good news? <laughs> Let's do that one by Kirk Franklin. The stomp, the whole stomp, and nothing but the stomp. You remember that one? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The stomp, the whole stomp, and nothing but the stomp. That's what I want to do to the devil tonight. Can I, can I quote scripture to you? Do you know in Revelation chapter 20, verse 10, it says that Satan is going to burn in the lake of fire forever? Oh, the devil's going to burn forever. In the lake of fire. Don't let some stupid universal head tell you that God's going to redeem Lucifer and all of his fallen angels. And everything's going to be coming back to God. No, it's not, brother. No, it's not. The devil is going to burn in the lake of fire forever and ever. He's going to have his day. Haman's gallows is coming for him. Glory to God I've done my best to preach tonight so I'm done I'm done finally Andy I'm finally done Jeez. thank you for listening to victory church of his presence sermon of the week for more information go to our website at victoryfla.com